This is DWZ Podcast here with J-Rod, the leader of WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So welcome back, listeners. Uh, hopefully you guys had a great week. Um, let's get started with our very first topic that we're going to be doing here. As you know, what happened this past weekend in Crown Jewel, we saw the return of the pirate princess, Kyrie Zane. Now, it's already been foretold that she was going to make her return to WWE, as you know, when she made that press conference in Japan about finishing up her last few matches in in Japan, like appearing in All Japan, Stardom, Gleet, um, I forgot what other places. And that's pretty much what happened. So she went on a hiatus. Now, the obvious thing is that we were trying to determine when was the appropriate time would it be. However, my initial assumption would have been in Royal Rumble, like to keep people on their toes or something. I don't know. Now, some of you may question why did Kyrie made her choice. Simple. As you know, Vince never gave enough credibility for the Japanese wrestlers for their talent for what they can do. I mean, I'm till to this day pissed off they never make Shinsuke Nakamura world champion. That will always be the one thing that I hate. Because, come on guys, you're wasting time with Shinsuke Nakamura. They, he deserves to be a champion. And we all thought the same thing with, with the others. I mean, look, they've been champions in NXT. But what about the main roster? That's really fucked up, in my opinion. So, that's what happened. Kyrie never got that recognition. But now, with the change of regime, with Triple H, uh, head of the creative process, that gives her the opportunity. But, however, how will the story press on with, of course, Kyrie to return? Well, it happened in Crown Jewel. Let's explain what happened. When, um, of course, Bailey tried to help the um, Io, uh, Io Sky, or should I say Io Shirai, to, um, to win the match. However, it was an all-else fail. Bianca Belair decided to uh, take out Bailey, but later she got a surprise visit from Kyrie, and bam, with the, uh, of course, the back fist and then the el elbow, that suited. But the one person that was not too happy to see her was, in fact, Bailey herself. So on Twitter, she told Dakota Kai that they need to talk. Now, what is the initial assumption what's going on with this storyline? Now, we all know that Io Shirai or Io Sky and Kyrie they have been dubbed as the daughters of stardom or the uh, three-dumb or the aces of stardom. These girls have been uh, part of a... They were the th two of the three aces of stardom. If you guys don't remember, probably figured out who don't remember who the third one is. The third one is none other than Mayu Iwatani. Now, what is the possibility? Now, some people are saying this interesting that I have to say it would be a fantastic idea. If you guys remember back in the day, uh, both Io, Kairi Zane, um, and Mayu, they made an appearance in Lucha Underground as the Black Lotus, a triad group that attacked a uh, pentagon uh it was led by angela fong uh an actress who also was involved in wrestling for quite some time uh she's currently right now not doing anything like that she is living her best life married and or 
already just recently had a, a child. So they took out Penta in that way. So there are people that are saying right now all over social media that there is a possibility we could see like an all-Japanese uh, group together. You know who I would like to see in this group as well? One would be perfect is Zia Lee as well. But um, I have to say, it would be a fantastic idea to see an all-Asian group. Will be fun, you know. It it will be like a an actual faction. But what does this mean for Damage Plan? Well, we just got to find out what happens afterwards. Now, because of the result of what happened with Kyrie making her return, many people asked a question, and somebody asked somebody from WWE, "Is there any possibility to bring in Saray, or as we know her in Japan, Sari?" Well, that's where things got a little interesting about that. Now, I'm sure because of the change re regime, WWE had considered. But recently, when this word came out about the consideration about having Sari uh, join, rejoin WWE, that's when things happened this past Monday. Uh, today, of course, is November 8th. Uh, this is what happened. Monday, they revealed that Sari, or should I say Saray, has announced that she signed a multi-year contract with the American Yoshi promotion um, Sukeban, uh, uh, which is a, a, a like a feature, a, a similarity show to Lucha Underground. They just recently had their first show. I actually watched it. It was pretty good. Um, Sari will be making her debut next month in Miami. Uh, part of a special attraction match from what I'm hearing. Um, there's that. Now, some people are saying that the WWE dropped the ball. Uh, no, let's clarify about what's happening. Now, I can say WWE just don't think the possibilities that things may or may not go their way. By the time this whole story about saying, okay, we are interested in bringing... Uh, Saray uh, back that's when the whole thing happened now according to a source they're saying that they never made any contact with her or had any prior contact with her till this I mean I'm sure because of Kyrie's return they thought of the idea but now it's like oh man they dropped the ball yes I mean it, it is what it is I mean look guys the wrestling world is a business. Now, for all you WWE loyalists, if you cannot understand that, that's fine. That's why you got your head so far up your asses, because you don't understand the business. Now, Saray, I don't know if she would like to go back, but I'm sure many people would like to see her have a much better run than she should have been. I mean, look, that whole schoolgirl thing, that kind of threw me off a bit, but I don't know. That's what threw me off a bit, but... I don't know. Only time will tell what happens. But if WWE does decide to bring her back, they better have a good offer. Because I don't know what kind of offer Bull Nakano, who is the commissioner of uh, Sukeban, actually uh, gave her. But I'm sure we're going to have fun. I can't wait to see what costume she is and her, um, how do I say, working well with the... the her faction with the Cherry Bomb Girls. If you guys want to know who's involved in that group, uh, we have you, who's known as Crushed You, Midnight Player, portrayed by uh, AOI, and Bingo by um, uh, not Yito Taikawa. 
a, a former wrestler from Stardom who was who had the highest record of the high speed title before Azumi had it, you know. But yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where they're gonna go with her. So I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. Now moving on. Now as you know, there's been a lot of talk about um Tam Nakano and the future of the Red Belt. Now we haven't seen Tam Nakano since last month uh, during um, Golden Fight in Nagoya Golden Fight when she defeated uh, Natsuko Tora for the retained the red belt. However, her opponent is none other than Suzu Suzuki, who is in fact the winner of the Five Star Grand Prix. <coughs> now. Normally, when you win a, this particular tournament, the match itself is set at the end of the year. But Zuzu decided, nope, I'm going to do it now. I don't know if it's a wise choice. I'm surprised Julia didn't try to tell her that doing it now is a big mistake. But, of course, Zuzu is very ambitious. But as for Tam Nakano, we haven't seen her since. Uh, from what the reports are saying, um, she hurt her knee and she needs to recover from it. Well, they haven't said how severe it is. Uh, there's like a treatment. But recently it was foretold that the Red Belt match, the World the world of Stardom title match that's supposed to happen on the 18th for Gold Rush has been canceled. And Zuzu is very frustrated. Now, many fans all over social media are saying that it's probably for the best for Tam to relinquish the belt. Now, there is a certain rule that they do have. Now, if you guys are unfamiliarized with this rule, this rule has applied with many Japanese wrestling promotions. If the, the title holder is unable to compete for the next six months, uh, they have no other choice but to relinquish the belt and hand it over. However, we haven't heard anything yet. Uh, Tam Nakano is currently radio silence. We haven't heard nothing from her. I'm sure many people are asking Saide Oyanoi, Natsupoi, and uh, Yuna Mizumori if she if they know anything about what's going on. I truly don't know. I mean, I know Natsupoi is currently recovering from a clavicle hernia that she had, but I don't know. But people are saying, is it wise for stardom to, how do I say, um, the allow Tam Nakano to retain the have the belt still while she's gone. I mean, look, I know you want to make a good name, but this could be a problem. But I'm sure Stardom would like to uh have her be champion because, as you all may or may not remember, there were a lot of controversy about Tam Nakano winning the the red belt a couple of months ago for the All Star Queendom uh All Queendom show that took place back in April. People presumed that Julia was going to beat Tam and Tam was going to lose the belt. She's going to go in despair. People were hoping that Tam will win the five-star Grand Prix, win the belt from Julia, and finally get it. But Rossi Ogawa said that the only reason uh, this match went to Tam was because Tam Nakano is only 35 years old. And she, and she is currently still in her top level in wrestling. And that's the reason she gave it. And I'm, I'm sure that's what they're trying to do because... It feels to me like Tam's time could be running out, I don't know how soon, or maybe in a couple years, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people didn't know that she was 35 years old. 
but it's still unclear. Like I said, we don't we haven't heard anything from Tam. We haven't heard what Stardom's gonna do. Are they going to have Tam relinquish the belt? We don't know. We haven't heard from both sides what's happening. All we know is that the match has been canceled and it was replaced by a three-way match between Azumi and the returning Starlight Kid, who just recently was injured. But I don't know. We'll just we'll just see what happens because it's kind of um kind of interesting how things are going. Moving on. But give me a second and let me take a little sip of this drink. Okay, moving on. If you guys have been pro wrestling Noah fans, then you guys may may be fans of this guy, Katsuhiko Nakajima. Now, if you're unfamiliarized with this guy, Nakajima was a freaking beast in Noah. The dude, he's been there, he's done that, he's been GHC World Champ, G, uh, GHC um, champ, Heavyweight Champion and Tag Champion. Um, he was killing it, man. I love, I love the dude. He he has this certain way. However, recently his contract with Noah expired. Uh, by the end of August, but he did make two appearances in Noah for last month in October. Now, the initial thought about him, people were trying, don't know what is Nakajima's plans after Noah. Uh, some people were hearing, oh, he could be heading to WWE. Others saying to AEW. No one knows because it was totally radio silence. But however. That's when things got a little interesting. He made a play for all Japan pro wrestling. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Uh, why did he choose that? Now, if you guys are unfamiliarized with all Japan pro wrestling, let me give you guys a brief story about them. Uh, all Japan pro wrestling uh, hasn't been in a, in a top-notch, high-level promotion. Now, they are barely holding on with financials and everything. They haven't been that big since the 90s. Uh, the thing is, the, the two cause of what happened with All Japan, the reason they haven't been, like, they never done, they haven't done in Tokyo Dome in years, was because of two things. One, the, the passing of Giant Baba, who was the founder, and of course, um, the Max, the mass exodus that took place involving Matsuhiro Misawa who took majority of wrestlers both Japanese and foreign wrestlers with him to form pro wrestling Noah I mean look all Japan I'm not gonna deny they do have some great talent over there I mean Taichi was there so was um uh, so was a few other wrestlers that were there because they couldn't get into this into New Japan, and that was a, a thing that I, I'm aware of. But now it's like, whew. so they haven't. But but people are now saying with Nakajima being in All Japan, he could elevate the popularity and the status of All Japan. I'm and I'm I have to say I'm kind of inclined to agree. They haven't had a good, like let's say they need to elevate more. You know, that's the thing. They haven't elevated more for a long time. But I have seen some of their, their bigger events, like the Tokyo Dome between Kawada and Misawa that took place. Uh, that's one of the matches that, of course, um, Eddie Kingston recommended uh, that he often talked about. 
But I have to say, the match with him, um, he decided to make a play for the Triple Crown title that was being held by Yuma Aoyagi. And man, that match was so hard-hitting. I did not expect a whole lot about what happened to this. But I am so excited. Now, I was so excited when I heard this match. I had, I'm like, I have to fucking see it. I had to. Because this is Nakajima. He's one of my favorite wrestlers that I like. You know, I mean, he's the kind of guy who's like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna devour you. So he defeated Yuma Nakajima with the vertical spike. However, the obvious question is, who be who will be stepping up to the plate to take out Nakajima and dethrone him? Well, there was a line lined up, but there was one person that Nakajima wanted, and I had a feeling that he was going to call him out one way or the other. That is Kento Miyahara. Now, Miyahara, I can see that he's the kind of guy who's like, hey, you're not even from here, and now you're calling me out. But Nakajima's like, hey, you're one of the top guys. I'm going to devour you. Now, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but I like to play it in my head that that's what they're saying. So, I can't wait to see that. The, uh, that match has been announced for December 31st. I'm so pumped to see that. Now, moving on. If you guys remember what happened at Power Struggle for New Japan Pro Wrestling the main of, after the main event, as you know, Will Ospreay has been, um, how do I say this? He's he is now making um had the best matches of 2023. However, there is one match that still haunted him, and that match was against Moxley. Now, Osprey has been bitching about saying that he tried to make the U.S. title what it means. He decided to switch it to the U.K., but he had unfinished business with John Moxley because, as you know, Moxley did defeat him. But there was a controversy about all oh, that Will Ospreay kicked out. Um, it seems like it. But however, when they were about to make this match, now, of course, the initial assumption, this was going to take place in Wrestle Kingdom 18. But unfortunately, they were interrupted by David Finley. Finley's like saying, hey, Moxley, if you don't know, I'm the one who make, gives permission for people to step in in my ring. So he actually like control. But... Um, but he did state it to Will Ospreay. He has unfinished business with them. So it, it feels now, as you know, uh, Will Ospreay's contract is almost up. So it's more like Will is, I mean, for Finley, he's trying to say, I'm going to destroy everything. So he destroyed both titles. Like, everything that um, Will Ospreay did for the UK title was destroyed because, of course... Who gives a shit about the U.S. And, and the U.K. title? So Will Ospreay implored with New Japan to build a new title if they're unable to bring back the Intercontinental Championship. However, when this happened, apparently New Japan officials made the uh, initial uh, announcement saying that there will be a new belt that will be introduced as the winner for the triple threat match that will take place at Wrestle Kingdom. Of course, it's going to be Will Ospreay versus John Moxley versus David Finley. Now, many people are saying David Finley has to win this one, you know, to establish himself on his dominance and also to see if he is the one who's going to, uh, you know, continue on. So we'll see. But one thing that I did like about this story is Will Ospreay saying that Bullet Club were all about being the elite of the elite, basically the best. But he sees Bullet Club 
now is a bunch of thugs, you know. It's like he's feeling you're tarnishing the Bullet Club name. I mean, you ask yourself, what would they, uh, Jay White or Prince DeVette or AJ Styles or Kenny Omega would think? Well, probably they would not agree with Dave Finley's ways. But who knows? But yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, this one's a very interesting one. If you guys have been watching AEW, we saw the debut of Mexico on AEW Rampage, the facing off Rocky Romero. Now, many people have talked about this recently. Others, Some people are saying, does this mean that AAA and AEW are no longer in a working relationship? Actually, there still are. AEW, to me are willing to work with any promotion in the world. It doesn't matter if they're rivals. Uh, but however, Rocky Romero, who does have a relationship with CMLL, uh, did st said this, that um, that CML wrestlers and AAA wrestlers will not be in the same programming whatsoever. Like, let's say uh, for Dynamite, they'll have the AAA wrestlers. For Rampage, they'll have... Um, the CML wrestlers, or wrestlers from CL will be in collision, or AAA, like, something like that, like, trying to rope them off, and I think that's a good thing, because you gotta remember, these two companies are, in fact, rivals, because it, uh, they've been like that for many years, now, may, some of you may question this to me, ask me, J-Round, how is it that they're rivals, well, let me explain a little bit of the history, uh, back in 1990, in the 1990s, um, one of the, uh, Booker, one of the people of Booker's who, in fact, was a genius in bringing the minis, or should I say the midget wrestlers, and, of course, uh, the junior heavy, thought that it was time for trip, for CMLL to change its ways, to expose brand new talent. But one of uh, uh, Paco, Alonso, Paco Alonso's supporters decided, let's just stick to the, the, the way we happened. So... Antonia Peña, who was the genius behind the, the the midgets and the junior heavyweight division, felt like I can't be around people who won't understand that was, we need to do this. Because some people say that they, to them, it's like Paco's family, they look at this like something new as a bad word in some way. I don't know why. But that's how it led. But he only took one wrestler with him. And that wrestler was none other than uh, Abismo Negro. And the reason was is because Antonia Peña felt bad for him for what happened. If you guys don't know what happened, I'll explain. Antonia Peña thought in his mind that it was really fucked up that he had to lose his mask when he was known as Winners on his birthday. He thought that was bad booking. You allow uh, this guy, Winners, later known as Abismo Negro, to lose his mask with his best friend on his birthday? He thought that was really cold out of them. So that's why CML are different. He only had one wrestler, but he created the best wrestlers in AAA. That's the reason. Now, we can agree that AAA is the popular promotion in all of Mexico, but CML is a traditional, but one of the oldest promotions in all of Mexico. So that's how it's always been. So that's why. So now we're going to see both talent from both promotions in there, but they're not going to be in the same programming as, you know, they want to make things comfortable for their respective promotions. 
Now, last but not least, as you may or may not hear, is apparently WWE has interest in three wrestlers coming up by their end of their contracts in 2024. We have Julia, Will Ospreay, and MJF. Now, I'm sure that's what they all want. Some people are saying they want to see Julia to join Tony D'Angelo and um, Stax to be part of the family. Now, some of you may question why would they want her. Simple. Julia is half Japanese, half Italian. So that's the reason. So she will fit perfectly with them. But, of course, um, the obvious question is, will Julia make the move? I don't know. So we'll see about that. But I do know Julia talked about one day forming her own promotion. Um, so we'll see about that. Will Ospreay, well, we all know his talent. And apparently, um, WWE has plans for him. And they said they were considering now to launch NXT Europe. Because, of course, uh, that's something that they often talked about. So we don't know. And MJF, well, we all know he's very talented. He knows how to play a good heel. So... We'll just see what happens with these three talents. So I think that's pretty much it for what we have. I hope everybody has a fantastic day. Uh, don't forget, um, I just recently uploaded my recent um, episode on my YouTube channel on Deleted WrestleZone. It features, of course, a two-show, one-day event by All Japan Pro Wrestling, which features, of course, Nakajima winning the Triple Crown Championship, um, NWA Power, and, of course, NXT. So you guys should check it out so but for now i will see you guys on the next episode so i must bid all of you adieu so goodbye Mwah! and have a nice day bang